foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. The foundational tools that we want to begin with to start establishing some deeper roots in a biblical doctrine is establishing what a worldview is. Most people, if you ask them what their worldview is, they'll give you a blank stare. Some people will tell you that it's how they see life. But when you ask them to define what the concepts, the precepts, the foundational beliefs are, they come up with, well, I'm not sure I know. So it is very important that as we find out who we are as people, and if we choose to believe that there is a God and who God is, we need to have a solid foundation in a world that we're living in. Let me just give you a a very elementary definition of how the world defines a worldview in general. Okay. And so a worldview is the way that someone comprehends or apprehends their surroundings. Now, this worldview is not something abstract or academic sounding, but it's your own personal mind. Okay. So as a child, your personal worldview will be considerably different than someone who is uh, in high school or college. Okay. Their worldview will adapt and change as they broaden out in life and they have new entities that affect them. And so your worldview can be in a constant state of flux, but you need to have some foundations and you definitely need to have a different set of foundations if you're going to take that worldview and let it become a biblical worldview as your final authority. And we do need to realize that most people have their worldview as a foundational tool in how they function. I have always thought about a worldview as being separate from myself. Like it's just how I view the world and the world is separate from me because the Bible says that I'm supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. And so there's kind of been this attitude that I am shielded from the world, but I'm finding out that I'm not shielded at all. And I appreciate that because that's where most of uh, today's 
quote-unquote Christians live. They can hear about Old Testament stories that have definitely a practical application for them, but they don't identify with causing the same problems, let's just say, that happened in the Old Testament, that, that they have anything to do with it here in, in New in, Testament in, times. And well, s- and we do the same thing. We hear about things going on in the world today that doesn't affect us personally, and we kind of just, you know, blow it off like that doesn't affect me. But it really does. Well, and that's a, if I can interject our first illustration, you just triggered something in me. Back in the 60s, uh, there was all kinds of stuff going on in the West Coast. And then mm-hmm. so much of that uh, trauma in the West Coast jumped over the Midwest and went to the East Coast where we had the free love and uh, total acceptance and everything was unconditional and no absolutes and that was on the east coast and it didn't really affect us here in the midwest but sharon it Mm -hmm. did and it has so we have been naive somewhat and thinking what is happening somewhere away from us has no relevancy but we do have an enemy and he's everywhere Yeah. Well, much of the culture that is around us in the world today in society, no matter what society you live in, is infiltrating the church. The church is supposed to be a place where we go and grow and learn and mature as believers. And I'm finding that it's become more of a place where people want to invite the world in in order to win them to Christ. Instead of us going out into the marketplace as believers, we're we're inviting the marketplace into our churches and we're not getting established in foundational doctrine, biblical doctrine to help us to mature in Christ, to grow in grace and knowledge, that it's more important to bring people in to win them than it is to build the body of Christ. Well, you you have been very perceptive, so let me give you a little bit of a background on why that happened. Do you know why that happened? No, I have no idea why that's happened. All right. Well, let's just go back to the beginning of the New Testament. It said, go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. So there has been a missionary mindset that we are prepared, and then we go to the lost. Mm -hmm. All right. But... In our season, we then in our nation had the influence of the East Coast and the West Coast and and from other uh, entities that were coming in. And we decided that we would need to change our focus. Instead of going, we would then bring them. And that was because we all of a sudden had certain social issues to where we lost our freedoms to go into the educational establishments and freely be able to give different values. If evolution was taught, well, then creation could be taught. But those things started to be forbidden. 
Okay. And then okay. we also decided that we would get God out of health and that we would ordain the taking of life. And okay. that was back when, again, we started then deciding that we had to bring people into a protective environment. But, Sharon, okay. they wouldn't have come in if it was just a, uh, a revival meeting. So we had to put some confetti color to the way we drew them to the church where we could teach them in a protective environment. So we started doing events. I, I like what you said. We started doing events for evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Okay. All right. And so we 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 tickled them with something they were already comfortable with. Okay. So yeah, they'll come to your church and they'll have your food and they'll have your games and they'll have all the fun. But then they were not ready for a change. As we know, missionaries worked sometimes decades in their whole lifetime to find Mm -hmm. a few converts in a foreign country. Well, we were expecting to have instant results. So we started accommodating the world so the world would be comfortable in the church without having to change. Wow. And since we brought them into the church and they were comfortable in the church, why change? Right. Right. Now, praise God, there was one here and another one there that their hearts were open. Right. And it did invoke a change in them. So I'm not saying that our efforts are uh, fruitless, but I'm just saying we compromised what the Lord told us to do from the time we had the completed word of God and we had illustrations in the Old Testament. But you see, we started down the road of compromise. You know, it, it's not the church's job to educate our children in biblical matters. It's, it's the from parent, the home. It's parents' jobs. Yeah. But if the parents aren't getting the depth of doctrine that they need at church and your children aren't getting the depth of the biblical doctrine that they need, then the home starts to crumble as far as biblical doctrine from the foundation. Absolutely. And then you have the second or another class, and that is as you brought these children and young people into the church to train them, you started profitable bus ministries, and you went out and You got children that were coming out of abusive homes. You said, well, if they don't have a strong Mm -hmm. home life, well, we were going out and getting children and bringing them in that had no home life, that were living in perversion, that was living in adulterous relationships. And now we're going to give them an hour a week or two hours at best a week, and then we're going to send them back for the rest of the week. And we wonder why it didn't take and make a change. Right. I know of one example that a young lady had been in the same church for seven years and was still one mess. And when I went to someone who had helped teach her, they just said, how do you expect us to give her a crumb and then send her back for fasting until next week? Yeah. So yeah. they don't grow it. The, the ba- it's totally off balance. And so we have lost our ability to discern on how to be mighty warriors 
because of Jesus Christ having completed the work he planned on doing here on earth. So we operate in deception. We operate in ignorance. We operate in compromise because we have failed to discern. Oh, wow, Janie. Romans 12, 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.